fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. It is the middle of the week. Hold on here. I think we're having a technical issue for a second. Oh, that might help. That might help if we actually turn that on. Hey, all right. We're back at it. Welcome in. Our live stream audio wasn't working, but we are back at it, ready to go. Hey, welcome in. It's the middle of the week broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation right here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. What a day. What a day. That's just one of the things that have been (laughs) going on today in a good way. In a good way. It's been a crazy one, but it's been fun nonetheless. My brain is broken, though. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it. You ever have one of those moments where you swear you know something happened or was about to happen and it didn't? And uh, like the glitch in the Matrix, the Mandela effect, whatever people like to call it now these days. Uh, I had one of those today and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because I know as I know as I know this happened. So a few months ago, one of the uh, I work with all the guests that we have on the program. I talk with different, different PR agencies, different uh, publishing companies, and whenever someone comes out with a new book or would like to talk about a certain current event when news breaks or whatever, then they reach out and we get guests scheduled and we talk to the different experts, and that's how we get a lot of our guests on these programs. One of the uh, companies, the owner of the company, I swear, it was back in December, January, February-ish, he had sent an email about one of the potential guests and I got him scheduled. At the time, but at the bottom of it had mentioned that he was coming out with his own book here soon. And I had reached out to him about getting him on the show. And he said, well, the book's not going to come out till late summer, uh, uh, late summer, early fall, that sort of time. So let's touch base then and we'll get on. You know, he'll come on the program when his book is officially released around that time. I said, cool, that's great. It's been in the back of my mind since then. Every time I see his emails come through, then I think about him. Oh, yeah, I need to get him on the show as soon as his book comes out. So earlier today, he had sent a pitch for a guest, which we got them scheduled for next week sometime. And I emailed him back and I said, by the way, when is your book coming out? Because we still need to get you on the air. Well, he emailed me back today and he says, Andy, what what book? I haven't written a book. I've wanted to write a book for years. I've thought about writing a book for years. I've just never had the time to sit down and write one. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, my brain's starting to turn. Wait a second. He's like, did you think of somebody else? But I know for sure. I know his name. I know the company that he that he owns. He actually owns the PR company. I know what he does. I know who he is. We talk multiple times a week. I know this guy. I specifically remember not six months ago talking about him having a book and him coming on the show sometime in late summer, early fall to come on to promote his book. In fact, I had emailed one of his other employees about when a, uh, when his uh, when his book's going to come out and when we can get him scheduled on the show. Now, he's telling me he doesn't have a book. He's not even aware of writing a book, and he doesn't know what I'm talking about. I swear to God, I, I don't know if it's the Mandela effect. I don't know if it's a glitch in the Matrix today. I don't know what's going on, but my brain has been broken. 
and I'm trying to grasp it because it just doesn't make sense. It's one of those where your your brain just locks up because you're like, I know, I know as I know as I know this is true, which, you know, there's been a lot of those weird things. I blame it on, honestly, as anybody, show of hands, anybody know CERN, C-E-R-N? Mrs. Voice of Reason's been telling me about this for weeks. I didn't know much about it. I've looked into it the last couple of days. CERN, C-E-R-N, which you can find, they have a website, they have everything there. CERN is actually a a, a physics scientific engineering company out of Switzerland that has this massive uh, campus, I guess you could call it, where they look at physics. And they had this massive machine where they do a lot of experiments where they do things. Well, they flipped it on on Monday. Now, the last time, I want to preface this. So the last time they turned CERN on was back in 2012. Anybody remember 2012? The end of the Mayan calendar, December 21st of 2012, where the world was supposed to end, everybody was freaking out. Well, apparently they turned this machine on for the first time back then. And the theory in some realms of conspiracy theorists or spiritualists or whoever was that when they turned this on and they messed with the atomic structures of whatever they were doing that they shifted the earth into a different dimension now think about it as crazy and conspiratorial as you want to i find that stuff fascinating but they have yet to turn it on since 2012 they turned it on on monday on the 4th of july again so i'm lumping up my mandela effect i'm lumping in my mate the, the glitch in the matrix that i have experienced that's broken my brain today i'm lumping it up to the fact that we shifted timelines or shifted dimensions or something again from cern when they flipped it on on monday because i know as i know as i know and i gotta go back and try and find these emails where he was promoting a book that he had come out with and then when i would talk to him about it today he had no clue what i was talking about and either he's playing some fourth, some like you know June eighth or June sixth, whatever today's date is, like a uh, you know April Fool's Day prank on me, or he literally just has no clue what I'm talking about. So we'll try and we'll try and figure that out. I'm trying to wrap my head around today. It's just been one of those odd days. Bottom of the hour, Bonner Cohen coming on the program. He is a senior political analyst for CFACT, C-F-A-C-T. You can find them online as well at C-F-A-C-T, cfact.org. He also has his book uh, as well, The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. He'll be jumping on the program at the bottom of the hour. We'll be talking about the U.S. Supreme Court and their decision against the EPA to where they can't regulate carbon emissions at the federal level any longer, how that is unconstitutional, the whole cap and trade, the whole, you know, buying out different uh, uh, carbon taxes and, and carbon whatever else. You can't do that anymore at the federal level. Left-wingers losing their mind, but what does that mean for the U.S. when it comes to environmentalism, getting this economy back on track? We'll talk with Connor or, uh, Bonner at the bottom of the hour. Bonner Cohen, uh, senior political analyst at CFACT. He'll be on the show at the bottom of the hour. Right now, though, we have the latest in What's Trending. What's trending today? See, I just feel all discombobulated after that. My bra- your brain's just broken for the rest of the day. you got to process what the heck's going on here. So here we are, the economy. We are at your 9% inflation. Here's the good news is that oil has been slowly dripping its way downward, which means we could potentially see a relief in, te- in gas prices temporarily. Now, it's not going to last very long, but it is. Here's the beauty, and again, whether Democrats like to admit it or not, we have a wonderful supply and demand system. We have a capitalist system-ish, and I say that ish in the air quotes for our radio listeners because it's not really a free market laissez-faire capitalist society any longer because the government has control of everything. 
uh, farmers, for example, which, by the way, today is a National Agriculture Day. So uh, happy Agriculture Day to all the farmers across the nation that listen to this program. We love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Guys and gals and other to want to be inclusive here for everybody in the agricultural industry. But happy Agriculture Day for today. But nonetheless, uh, that's a prime example of how we don't have a free market system. Because I want to, for those that may not understand, I want to give you just a quick synopsis of what the farming community, for example, has to go through. And the oil industry is very similar to this. You buy the seeds to plant in the ground based on what the market value is and based on the availability of it, based on whatever the prices are at that time, based on inflation. So right now, 8.5%, inflation. The farmers had to buy their grain at that higher price to be able to plant it into the ground. Then you have to hope and pray that you get enough rain or that you have enough water to be able to water or that you don't get flooded out and ruin your crops, that you have enough nutrients in there. And then you got to spray the nutrients into the into the field, which, by the way, is really, really expensive. And oh, by the way, there's a shortage on a lot of that stuff because it comes from Russia and we're not trading with them a whole lot right now. So then you have to pay a higher price if you can even get some of the stuff from Russia to be able to spray into the fields to make the crops properly grow. Then they finally grow, and let's say you have a decent, a decent harvest, corn or soybeans or wheat or green beans or whatever the hell you grow. Then you have to buy the gas that's really expensive at a higher price right now with the really expensive equipment that you're probably paying a lease on or some type of mortgage payment almost on with how expensive that crap is. You finally get it. Then you have to drive it to the co-ops, again, using and burning a heck of a lot of fuel in order to do so, and then you sell it based on the market value at the time that you have zero influence over. And then they buy it from you, and you could make a profit, you could not make a profit. Then they sell it on the global market and export it and do whatever they do based on the global market value again at that time. The farmer, who's just the small mom and pop guy and gal and other, has no influence in any way, shape, or form on any of those prices that they have to buy to make the stuff grow or to be able to sell their final product, but yet we still call it somehow a laissez-faire free market capitalist society. They have no say. They're at the whims of everything including the weather on whether they actually survive or not. That's kind of like the oil industry. You drill, you hope that you can get some oil, you try and sell it based on the market value at the time, and then you get blamed for the high gas prices because the oil is really expensive. Well, oil's been dropping slightly over the last couple of days. It's under the $100 a barrel again, which means now we could see some relief in gas prices temporarily. Why is because it got so damn high at near five, six dollars a gallon that most individuals started cutting back on their travels. I guarantee you that we saw a massive decline in traveling and flying and driving over the Fourth of July weekend because it was just way too expensive. Mrs. Voice of, Mrs. Voice of Reasons and I's uh, 10 year anniversary is coming up in September and there were some places we wanted to go. And she said, Andy, we're not going anywhere. It's too expensive. We can't afford the gas to go somewhere. We're not going to do that. We're just going to do something here and do something special. I'm like, ah, it's 10 years. I don't really care. So we've had that discussion, but she's right. At $130 a barrel, which it got to at one point, which is why we saw near $6 gallons of gas, uh, we couldn't afford to do anything. Now it's back below 100 If it can get down to like 60 or 70 that would be ideal. We could get almost back to the Trump era gas prices, but I don't see that happening. But this is the beauty of... The backup plan, the safety net that's in our system, 
when Democrats and progressives and socialists try to take over and consume it and federalize it and centralize it uh, at the federal level for the government to control and regulate everything, this is our backup system. When they jack the prices up too high because of inflation, because of their hatred of oil, because of whatever, we stop using the product, which means, which is what they wanted. They didn't want us to use the product, but that means there's a surplus of it now in the market. Which means there's now more of a supply, less of a demand. Prices go back down. The prices drop. We start using it again. The entire system, day by day, is based on trying to find that happy balance of the number of people that want it versus the price that they're willing to pay for it. And that fluctuates every day. There are fear tactics out there that we're going to see $20 gallons of gas by the, summer, uh, by the fall time, which I do not think is going to happen, even with the attacks from the left-wing progressives and the Biden administration and all the Democrats on oil prices, I still don't see $20 gallons of gas because if that happens, the entire system shuts down because no one can travel anywhere, which I know Democrats like, and they want that, and they enjoy that, but at the same time, productivity goes away. Then we start seeing more things like the baby formula shortages. We start seeing more things like the food shortages in the grocery stores. We start seeing things that are devastating to the economy that have to happen but are unable to, therefore driving the price back down because no one's using it. Supply comes back up for the oil, and then we can start using it again because the demand will start coming back. It's always that happy medium. The Democrats, however, are still trying to pride themselves on a fake, hyped-up economy, which we'll talk about here in a second when we come back from the break. But is it really working? While they say they've created 6 million jobs over the last year under the Biden administration, which is a complete load of malarkey, in Joe Biden's words, uh, is it working on the campaign trail? And do we see a different story in the private sector when it comes to economic growth. We'll talk about some of that when we come back. It's the middle of the week. It's a Wednesday here on The Voice Reason. We have a lot to get to, lots to talk about. Climate change, energy, the economy. Where are we at and can we finally start seeing a little bit of relief and get things back on track? All that and more right here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. All right. Stop it. Stop it. So I told the story about how I'm losing my mind, apparently, with the whole glitch in the Matrix, or the Mandela effect, or whatever happened to me today, where I swear, I know as I know as I know as I know about the book and the author, but he doesn't know anything about it. I had the comment on there. You might just be getting old, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. By the way, the whole CERN thing, if you're not familiar with it, I do encourage you to look it up. C-E-R-N. Very interesting stuff where they're playing with physics and atoms. Apparently, when they use the collider today or the accelerator or whatever the hell they do, they collide, They mashed up near 13.6 trillion electron volts today. And what they found already, which it's going to run on for the next four years, which is very concerning to me, I think, because the theory is, again, if you like conspiracy theories, this one's for you and you'll get all excited about this one, that they flipped this thing on back in 2012 and we changed timelines for the Earth or dimensions or whatever they say. But they flipped it on again on Monday. And what they found was they actually found something smaller than the protons and electrons and neutrons that are around the nucleus of an atom. There's actually smaller things there where they found things called tetracorks, apparently, which are the tiny subatomic particles that are actually the fractional electrical charges that are around the that are inside the atom. It's like a galaxy inside of a galaxy. I'm telling you, man, the more they find it's it's cool and I love it and it's really neat. But at the same time, it's kind of creepy all at the same time. So that's what they found already with the mashing of the 13 trillion electrons over the last couple of days at CERN. And I don't know. I think that was the reason for the glitch in the Matrix in some way, shape or form. All right. Anyways, the economy back on track getting there ish oil dropping down below $100 a barrel right now we have the inflation where they say is starting to go down we'll see if that's actually the case or not as the according to CNBC many experts in the Federal Reserve say that they continue to battle inflation with their interest rate hikes which again just prices people out of the market so that way there's less of a demand because there's not as many people wanting to buy because they can't buy so they create more of a surplus of the product with less demand until it gets big enough to where they lower it back again and then bring more demand in. That's what's happening with gas prices right now. Everybody stopped driving or at least limited their driving to where they were expecting a massive amount of people to drive for vacation over the weekend with 4th of July. That obviously didn't happen because of the high gas prices. So guess what? Now gas is starting to dip down again by the end of summer. Biden, of course, is going to try and take credit for this. Oh, look at what we did. We got rid of the oil reserves, and <laughs> look at that. The prices are down, which if that were the case, it would have dropped a month ago, and it didn't. And oh, by the way, the federal uh, oil reserves that we did have that were supposed to lower our gas prices didn't get introduced into our system, apparently, with the amount of oil and gas that was in 
our system to try and relieve ourselves. It actually got sold overseas. So well done on that one. We allowed the Biden administration to deplete our oil reserves by emptying it a million barrels a day for the last uh, few months, which they want to do for six months straight. I don't know how many months are left on that one. They want to deplete it, and they don't want to just replenish it for us to use they want to sell it on to the international market so we can make some money. Because I, I told you, did we not say this on the program? That every time that the government tries to relieve us of a tax, and I use that in air quotes again for our radio listeners, they relieved us from gas taxes. Our gas tax holiday is what they called it, of the 18 cents of the federal gas tax. They relieved us of that. They were going to lose massive amounts of money, massive amounts of money, because people aren't paying the gas tax. So that would relieve us a couple cents at the gas pump. Okay, great. But yet, how are they going to compensate that money? Because they don't go without actually finding a new way to find more revenue in the federal government. Oh, yeah, they took the oil reserves, didn't put it into our system to create a more surplus for us to use. They sold it on the global market to make some make a quick buck to compensate for the gas tax that they relieved you of, where we still have a shortage in our system that still makes gas prices high, but you can say that we didn't pay federal tax on it while they made their money elsewhere by selling our oil overseas. Uh, I'm glad that all made sense. Bonner Cohen coming up on the program right around the corner. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh, how it just flies right on by. Welcome into the program, boy, oh boy. we got a lot to talk about, lots to cover on the show today. Thanks for hanging out with us, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time with our multiple radio stations all over the place. By the way, our podcast downloads for the month of June were off the charts and awesome, so thank you for that. We always love you guys. We grow every single month and couldn't do it without you. The fact that you listen to the show, so uh, all over the place. So welcome into it. All right, let's get into our What's Trending of the Day. What's trending today? I want to change gears a little bit after breaking everybody's minds over the last uh, half hour. So we've talked about gas prices, the economy, and apparently quantum physics. Because <laughs> Why the heck not? We're just a show that covers everything. And now let's talk about some of the loonies on the left, especially when they try and go after the environmentalist movement here in the nation. As you know, over the last couple of weeks, the Supreme Court 
of the United States has been uh, making some opinions on some really interesting topics to the point to where we talked about uh, really, I mean, the entire Democrat platform is shot. The abortion and social issue, the gun issue and gun protections on concealed carry out of the state of New York. We had the uh, case out of Washington with the religious rights where you can actually still pray at a public school on the football field before or after a game. You don't have to partake, but you have the right to do so if you choose to do so. And then, of course, uh, stopping and, and halting some of the regulations from the Environmental Protection Agency on regulating carbon emissions, which probably was one of the biggest hits on the left-wing progressives because now I think that covers about all of the entire Democrat platform between all those things, doesn't it? I mean, that's they don't have a whole lot more to campaign on with that, and especially the climate change where AOC and even the Biden administration has been pushing this Green New Deal garbage, trying to change the country, as Barack Obama used to say, fundamentally change the United States of America by going to the Green New Deal and trying to put in massive amounts of regulatory uh, control through the EPA and through the federal government on the private industry. Well, now that's going to be stopped a little bit, at least at the federal level, and excited to talk about that with our next guest, as he is the author of the book, The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. He's also the current senior political analyst at CFACT, which you can find at cfact.org. Excited to have on the program Bonner Cohen with us here. Bonner, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, and I'm delighted to be here. I am excited to have you on the show. I This one was a shocker to me because, first off, I wasn't aware they were hearing this case. But second, this is really, as I mentioned, one of the biggest platforms for the progressives with their control, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the case was West Virginia v. EPA. And in that case, uh, the Supreme Court ruled that the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, cannot regulate greenhouse gas emissions from power plants for the simple reason that it has absolutely no congressional authorization to do so. In other words, if EPA wants to regulate emissions from power plants, fine. It has to have congressional authorization to do so. Over decades, we have seen here in Washington, where I am, the following. Uh, we have seen a transformation of lifelong, unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats uh, from people who simply pushed paper uh, to people who are actually in a position now to make laws. And that's done in the following way. Uh, the a bill passes Congress instructing an agency to do something, <clears throat> provide for clean air or what have you. Then it's up to the bureaucrats uh, to write the regulations and rules under that law. But over time, those regulations have gone far beyond what the law instructed the agency to do. Sure. But they have nevertheless gone right ahead and written rules and regulations. And, and the important thing here is each rule and regulation issued by EPA or any other agency, the CDC, the FDA, or what have you, has the force of law behind it. What does that mean? That means these people have become effective lawmakers. And what the Supreme Court ruled last week was, no, you can't do that. Uh, what the Supreme Court did is it restored uh, the <clears throat> division of powers, uh, 
that was embedded in the Constitution by the founders. The legislative has its sphere, the judiciary has its sphere, and the executive has this sphere. And the executive is not in the business of making laws. That's up to Congress. What does that mean? Well, uh, that means uh, actually a great deal, because the the, uh, implications of this go far beyond EPA. As you pointed out, uh, this is a not, I wouldn't say it's a showstopper for the Green New Deal, but it's going to make it much more difficult, because they're going to have to go to Congress. Uh, People who are up for re-election every two years or every six years and uh, get these get the get the legislation that they want because the agencies can no longer make it up out of whole cloth. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned, I mean, it's not just going to affect the EPA. This is going to affect, I think, potentially every bureaucratic agency and department up there, because what has essentially happened is we've created a fourth branch of government to where the legislature wanted to pawn off some of their duties to this other branch, so that way they could focus more time on campaigning. But they write rules, and then they send them directly to the executive for the president to sign or slip them in a bill that we're not aware of, and and Congress has very little to do with these. So this could really topple not just the EPA, but, I mean, we're talking Department of Education, the Department of Energy, the agency of this, the Department of that. I mean, this is going to really affect the that bureaucratic agencies, won't it? Right. And that's precisely why yeah. the left is screaming bloody murder, because they have been getting away with this form of murder for decades. Yeah. And now uh, they have been told, no, those days have come and gone. Now, if you want to do something, uh, save the planet from man-made global warming or whatever it is, uh, you and you want to and do that through the legal process, then you have to have authorizing legislation. You just can't make it up out of thin air. And that's going to be very difficult because members of Congress uh, are accountable to voters. And if they vote for something that ultimately turns out to be a fiasco, uh, it raises the price of gasoline at the pump or it raises the price of electricity at home or in a business, uh, then those people have have to explain themselves. They can no longer blame the bureaucrats, which is what they have been doing now for decades. Wow, it's unbelievable. Now, what is this going to affect with legislation that's on the books right now? Will this affect and essentially get rid of something like cap-and-trade? Yeah, it's certainly going to invite a whole bunch of other lawsuits because people are going to look at all sorts of rules and regulations, EPA, uh, and other agencies have issued and say, wait a minute, have they gone beyond what Congress instructed them to do? And if that is the case, bingo, you're going to have a lawsuit. Uh, it'll take it a month of Sundays to get its way through the system. But eventually it will make it to a court, and the court will rule. And it may even uh, go all the way up to the Supreme Court. So the answer to your question is yes. Uh, it's going to have a profound effect and it's going to throw a monkey wrench into the plans of those pushing the Green New Deal and like-minded schemes who thought they could get away with something through the administrative regulatory state when now the Supreme Court, at long last, <coughs> has reined in the administrative regulatory state. Boy, that and likely we're all going to benefit from this. Not only does this restore the rule of law, but some of the harebrained schemes that these people have cooked up over the years and are continuing to cook up are going to be more difficult to implement. 
Exactly. Boy, it's it's music to my ears, and it's something I never thought that I would actually hear is the fact that the bureaucratic agencies don't have the power to just make up laws on their own and for us to go along with that without the uh, consi- uh, consent of uh, Congress. We're talking with Bonner Cohen. He is the author of the book, The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences, also a senior uh, political analyst at CFACT, C-F-A-C-T dot O-R-G. Let's take it to the next step now. Now this is in place and everybody's wanting to, okay, we have to protect these things because, oh my gosh, we're going to shake up the earth and we're all going to die unless we actually have these centralized powers at the federal level. Do they have enough votes right now or do they try and wait till after the election and use this as a campaign tactic for Democrats to say, hey, let's start passing these things through Congress to actually make them law so that way we don't lose any of our power? Yeah, it's going to be very difficult for supporters of the Green New Deal to go to the voters and say, what we really need to do is destroy your disposable income by enacting legislation that will raise the price of electricity for everyone, the people who will pay the biggest proportion of that will be people of middle and lower incomes, one who can least afford to find themselves on the receiving end of green uh, utopian dreams that we're somehow going to save the planet by uh, reducing emissions of man-made greenhouse gases. So, yes, that's that's, that's going to be a very tough sell at a time of galloping inflation, and it's going to be a very tough sell when people are looking at their paychecks and finding out that it doesn't stretch as long as it used to. So I think in that sense, at least in terms of getting legislation passed, in the near future, that's going to be very difficult. And now they know that they no longer have uh, the administrative regulatory state, which is going to rubber stamp all of their wishes for them. These, these various environmental groups have been pushing this, have been colluding with federal agencies, very friendly of federal agencies, for a long time. Sure. Uh, now they can they can continue to collude if they would like, but the agencies themselves, in this case particularly EPA, are, are no longer going to be able to deliver the goods the way they used to unless there is specific congressional authorization to do so. Yeah, can't slip it through the back doors here. Let's take a break real quick. It's Bonner Cohen. He is the author of The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. We'll continue this conversation when we come back. What does this mean for the long-term game? Not just in politics, but just for energy usage, for the Green Deal, for other agencies as well. We'll talk about that when we come back here on a Wednesday on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, freedom, reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we try to promote here on the program. Welcome back into the show. It's the middle of the week here for a Voice of Reason. We have a laundry list of things to get to and so little time to do it. Last few minutes here at the show today. Back at it again tomorrow. Make sure to check in there. So, headline from Fox News kind of ties into what we're talking about here with our great guest. Excited to have him on, Bonner Cohen. He is the author of the book, The Green Wave, Environmentalism and Its Consequences. You can also find him online at cfact.org, cfact.org, as the senior political analyst at CFACT. Headline from Fox News right now, environmental groups keep pushing extreme measures amid global energy crisis. Now, There has been rumors that throughout this summer, because it's been blazing hot here in the Wichita area where I'm based out of with my flagship radio station, it has been near 100 degrees for like the last month. I know. This is coming from a guy who really enjoyed a year and a half ago when we had negative 20 degree weather outside with rolling brownouts. (laughs) Like, I enjoyed the cold then. I'm still paying off the gas bill because gas went from like $6 per cubic foot to $600 per cubic foot and we're trying to pay off that thousand dollar gas bill uh little by little i'll get it off i'm just you know not wanting to cash out everything all at one time to just pay it because why the hell should i i did not sign up for something like that but now they're saying because of the extreme heat all across the mid-america region here and across most of the country we're going to see brownouts and blackouts because of the crisis on energy and the strain on energy but yet, and and Bonner, I want you to comment on this, but yet while we're going to have this strain on the grid because it's so daggone hot, they want us to get rid of our gas-guzzling cars, to buy an electric vehicle, to plug the electric vehicle in at nighttime, to use the energy when we already are going to have rolling brownouts and blackouts because we have an energy crisis. Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense at all. You may, in fact, have rolling brownouts and blackouts, uh, particularly in the the Midwest, the upper Midwest, the Plains states. Uh, Grid operators are already warning about that. But it isn't going to be caused by hot weather any more than it's going to be caused by extremely cold weather, which we're going to be encountering in a few months. That's because the reason it's going to happen is we are putting all sorts of strains on the grid that the grid cannot sustain. Those strains are we're infusing an increasing amount of renewable energy from wind and solar, renewable intermittent energy, 
intermittent meaning here unreliable, and you are putting that into a grid <clears throat> that already had its so, uh, its stack of problems to begin with, and now is coming under increasing strain as we go from from where we used to be primarily dependent on fossil fuels for our electricity, to what President Biden has referred to uh, as the incredible transition uh, to uh, green energy. Well, it will be incredible, all right. You're going to see the size of your electricity bills go through the roof. You're already paying much more at the uh, at the gas station at the pump than you were. You're also being affected by the skyrocketing prices of diesel, and you are seeing your disposable income shrink. That is the green utopia into which the Biden administration and its allies in the environmental movement are absolutely determined to take us. They wanted higher prices. They didn't want the political fallout from higher prices, but they wanted higher prices. Higher prices for automobiles and higher for conventionally powered automobiles and higher prices for gas and diesel will ultimately, they reason, force people to buy electric vehicles, EVs, which, as we all know, are considerably more expensive than conventionally powered vehicles. The only way to get from here to there uh, is to force feed the populace uh, a diet of electric vehicles and uh, and force them to buy vehicles that they most people otherwise wouldn't buy. There's a big problem with all of that. The prices for electric vehicles, the cost of all the raw materials that go into them are also going through the roof, which means that those EVs, which we were confidently told a few years ago, the price of those things would go down. They're not going to go down. They're going to go up. So what what you have is a perfect storm. Uh, You are wrecking one part of your uh, automobile industry, conventionally powered vehicles, and declaring a war on fossil fuels, but you're not really putting anything in its place. You can't power a sophisticated technical society like the United States on wind and solar power. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And you're straining the system on silver and on electronics and on the microchips that we're already running short on as well. Everything. That's That's right. right. Bonner, we're out of time, my friend. I could talk to you for hours. we got to get you back on the show, my friend. we got to do this again soon. I'd love to come back. Hey, appreciate that much. That's Bonner Cohen, uh, the Green Wave. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. We're back at it again tomorrow. We'll see you on the radio. Have a good one. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.